This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Season 2, Episode 2. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by our District 5 and 6 resident expert, Sean Kane. What's going on, Sean? Hey, man. I, I like the new intro. <laughs> I like the new intro. Uh, you know, that was pretty sweet. A little edgier. Yeah. You know, fits you... me. It fits me. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you are broadcasting to us from a darkly lit place. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I like the contrasted light. Uh, it looks good. So, um, friendly reminder, if you want to see where we're broadcasting from, uh, you can check out the video version of this prep cast each and every week on the, uh, the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. Audio only as well at IdahoSports.com. Across the top of the homepage, you'll see all these different tabs. You're looking for prep casts. From there, there's a drop-down menu, and you click on East Idaho PrepCast. It'll take you there. Uh, you can also download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. And uh, if you're going to download the podcast, you might as well just subscribe to it. Hit that subscribe button. takes two seconds, and that way... Um, it just automatically gets downloaded to your phone, tablet, computer, whatever you're using. You don't have to go looking for it every week. And honestly, if you if you're one of the if you're one of our you YouTube diehards and you you check it out every week on YouTube, there's a little notification bell you can hit. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. If you hit that bell, every time we come out with something new, you get a little notification as well. So that's an easy way to also know when we're coming out with new content. So those are the different ways uh, you can chop it up with us each week. Uh, this is the East Idaho prep cast, breaking down everything in districts five and six week in week out. So here we are, Sean, the opening weekend of competition. Uh, I know up North golf actually started. There was a golf invitational on Monday and um, I've been so buried in, season previews and stuff. I haven't had a chance to really check in on golf too much, but it is moving to the fall. I assume that golf is also hit the ground running. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if you're a spring sports person and you saw the weather out right now, you'd say, yeah, let's play right now. <laughs> you would take any sort of nice weather, especially up North. I mean, I complain, but it's even worse up there. I know the weather wise. So I'm sure if it's nice out there, they're, they're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go play a few rounds for sure. No doubt. And before we get into the fall sports conversation uh, completely, we did want to give one last nod to uh, to the boys of summer, if you will. Uh, this week in North Carolina uh, for the third consecutive, not consecutive year, but the third consecutive American Legion World Series tournament, the Idaho Falls Bandits got all the way to the championship game. And so this is these are players from all over the city. You know, there's a lot of Bonneville kids that are on the team. It's it's Idaho Falls. It's uh, I, I think a kid or two from Thunder. It's it's kind of a mix of Idaho Falls is best. And they have really dominated the American Legion baseball scene, not just in Idaho, not just in the Northwest region, but but nationwide. So in in 2019, the Bandits win the World Series. In 2020, a tournament gets canceled because of COVID. 2021, the Bandits go back and win the World Series. And this year, they get all the way to the championship game, and they lose to a team from Alabama. It was the Alabama team's first ever 
uh, World Series championship. So congratulations to them. And boy, what a run for the Bandits. You know, when you look all the way back to 2019 to now, Sean, that, that's an entire group of kids class. that have gone through. Yeah, an like entire class. class. With probably some mix-ins, people like, yeah, it's only, it's basically four years. So you've maybe had someone who started and, and I mean, that's all, it's generational, right? There's going to be people that know that and that's how you build a program, right? People are, have been involved. And so if it's four years, you can call that, you know, like eight years for how long that spreads out forward and backwards. Yeah. And so they came back, we're recording this Thursday night, August 17th. They came back earlier today. Um, and there was a, a big celebration for them at Melaleuca field in Idaho falls where the Idaho falls chuckers play minor league baseball team. Um, and it was just a big celebration. It was really cool to see. And congratulations to the Idaho Falls Bandits. Again, one of the premier American Legion teams nationally, not just in Idaho. So way to go, guys. Amazing. Yeah. Pretty incredible stuff. All right. Uh, we are into the school sports uh, part of the year, though. We're getting into fall sports. And really, the sport that really kicks it off, of course, golf, we talked about. But um, soccer. You know, a lot of soccer teams are going to be competing this weekend, you know, just a sampling boys and girls matchups um, in girls soccer. You've got Sugar Salem at Preston. Pocatello is going to play Highland in a little crosstown rivalry game. Century First will be. At, yeah, right. Uh, that'll be at Alameda Middle School. Um, and then the rest of the games, I think you're going to be at the Portniff Wellness Complex. Uh, Centuries at Burley. Twin Falls will then play Highland on, on Saturday. So Highland plays Pocatello Friday, Twin Falls Saturday morning. Tetons at Marsh Valley. Shelley is at Preston. Those are the District 5 games in girls soccer for District 6. You've got Rigby taking on Skyline, and Canyon Ridge will be at Thunder Ridge as well. And on the boys' side, it's a lot of the same matchup. Sugar Salem at Preston. Highland playing Pocatello. Burley at Century. Teton at Marsh Valley. Highland's going to play Twin Falls on Saturday. Preston at Shelley uh, as well. And then, you know, into District 6. You've got Skyline and Rigby and Thunder Ridge, Canyon Ridge, and also Madison will be playing Hillcrest. Um, and those are a pair of pretty good pro Hillcrest, typically pretty strong in soccer. So it's nice to see uh, a lot of, if not most of the soccer teams begin competition this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it comes fast and quick. They start early and I oh, mean, they, they get going off off the blocks pretty quick and it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how the heat is. I feel like it's been super hot, and that'll be uh, uh, see how well everyone's conditioned, right? By the time, by the time these games get rolling, yeah, soccer is one of those sports where you're constantly moving. It's like a a two hour you know jog. It's like you don't stop. And so in football, there's breaks. You go to the huddle. In volleyball, there's breaks. You can call timeouts. In soccer, you're just kind of out there. So you're going, yeah. You, they pretty much play the whole game. They don't. You know, in high school soccer, they can sub in and out more than per, per se, like the professional where you get like one sub or whatever and two subs per half or whatever. But but they still they pretty much keep who's in there is in there. They don't make a lot of changes. Um, most of the high school soccer games I've been to. So pretty impressive stuff from those players. Definitely. And the, and the teams we're keeping an eye on this year are kind of the usual suspects, you know, at, at the 5A, it's Highland um, at the at the 4A, it's. It's going to be Blackfoot. It's going to be really good. Hillcrest, Preston is always really solid. Um, and then your three A's, you know, American Falls, Sugar Salem. 
won the boys title last year. Teton also had a really nice run. So uh, good luck to all the soccer teams as they begin competition this weekend. It's also the opening weekend for football, Sean. There's not a ton of it going on, but we did want to highlight uh, a couple of the teams that will be in action. And I think we have to start with this big 5A non-conference matchup. It's a neutral site game. It's going to take place in Missoula, Montana at the University of Montana's Washington Grizzly Stadium. Uh, it is going to be Rigby taking on Coeur d'Alene, two titans of the 5A ranks. This is going to be an awesome atmosphere. Uh, it's going to be it's been going to be great. You know, I just saw something about Rigby and um, their coach Armando was just saying, you know, because they always ask you, what are you guys trying to do? And we're just taking it one game at a time. And he was kind of like, yeah, our first game's kind of big. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a big game to start out with powerhouses in 5A college football. Just uh, what an opportunity for both teams. But that should be just a lot of fun up there. Yeah, and we will be bringing you that game live on IdahoSports.com. Uh, I'll be on the call. Uh, I'm going back to my hometown, Sean. Uh, Missoula is the city I grew up in. Oh, I've been... the game just happens to be there. Huh? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I mean, you got to take advantage when it's in your Absolutely. home city. Um, I've been to more games than I can remember at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Those are all college games, of course, to watch the Montana Grizzlies. So, But I'm very excited to see a high school game take place at this great venue. As for the game itself, and again, that's Friday night, 7 o'clock on IdahoSports.com. For the, as for the game itself, these are two teams that are kind of rebuilding a little bit. They, I yeah. mean, both both Cordelaine and Rigby lost a lot to graduation. Yeah, I don't think either of their coaches would like that word, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Rigby's gonna have a first time starter, um, Flowers as the quarterback, and everyone he's already gotten offered to Arizona or Arizona State, I guess. I can't remember which Arizona it was, but. He hasn't even started a game. He's already got an offer. So I'm pretty excited to see him play for Rigby. Um, he kind of just looks like that prototypical six-something quarterback. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him play for Rigby because, you know, Rigby's had someone at quarterback pretty pretty solid for the last few years. Yes, uh, Tiger Adolfo, who is yeah. now at, at Weber, Weber State. Yep. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Luke Flowers, the new quarterback for Rigby. Um, he's gotten a lot of buzz on the summer circuit for sure. You know, we just published today on IdahoSports.com our top 10 quarterbacks in the state of Idaho. This is kind of a, uh, you know, the editorial board at IdahoSports.com kind of comes up with the list. And we use a lot of different factors. And it's just, you know, and I know I'm going to get questions about, well, how come, you know, Luke Flowers wasn't on there? He's never played. <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard to put a player on there that hasn't played. Um, a substantial amount. And so, uh, you know, it was a very senior heavy list. Uh, there was one junior, but it's going to be, you, you can check it out at IdahoSports.com. And by the way, we did that for every position in football, um, top 10 lists all throughout the summer. You can find all those on our site, IdahoSports.com. So yeah, Luke Flowers has been getting a lot of summer buzz. Uh, and, you know, Coeur Lane's breaking in a new quarterback as well. Um, it's a junior and his name is Jamison Kiziar and similar deal. He's kind of been tearing it up on the summer camp circuit and he's already got, you know, a couple of schools lined up saying, Hey, we're interested. So, and this is one of the, you know, as I look at the, you know, the media poll and the coaches poll on IdahoSports.com, it's one of the first times I can remember that quarter lane isn't there. So that's that they're like in the receiving votes. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a new territory for them. So it'll be 
a good proving ground for them. Um, for a lot of people, I think that if I wouldn't say you never write off quarter lane, but they're not at, you know, they're not at the tippity top where they have been in the past on those, some of those polls. Yes. I will tell you that, uh, I, I vote in that poll every week. I did not have quarter lane in my top five. I, I think Lewiston is really going to be the team to, to watch from, from the North this year. And I, I do like Rigby to repeat though, um, as, the high country conference champions you know highland's going to be good madison will be better thunder ridge is breaking in a new coach that's got a familiar last name it's michael berger the son of legendary skyline head coach scott berger Um, berger bowl (laughs) that's right uh so that's going to be a pretty fun conference to watch this year but i really do think it still all starts with rigby and highland at the top and Highland hasn't been able to beat Rigby, you know, the last several matchups. They lost. We've been there for most of them. (laughs) Yes, we have. Yeah, I mean they they played for the five A championship last year, and you know, going in, I kind of predicted that Rigby would win by double digits, and that's what happened. And um, we kind of talked about Highland last week and how they're breaking in a new coach, Nick Sorrell, and new quarterback um, as well, too. So a lot of new quarterbacks this year. You're not going to see a ton of. uh, you know, veterans, there's, there's a few of them out there in district five and six, but a lot of, a lot of new guys kind of are going to get a chance to shine. Yes. Statewide um, for five, a this year, it's all in that Boise Valley, you know, Rocky mountain, mountain view Eagle all return really good players. And so Blackfoot returns their senior quarterback who is, they were Blackfoot again is a team. I think that you're going to have to watch out for come late in the season as long as the game's more than one more one point (laughs) yes right big big uh big season for blackfoot for sure um so so yeah wrapping up our 5a conversation you've got rigby playing at court lane uh not at court lane but in missoula kind of a neutral site game and thunder ridge is also going to be in action they are going to be traveling to minico to play one of, I think, the better 4A teams in Minico. And that is a game that we'll be bringing you on IdahoSports.com Friday night at 7 o'clock as well. Mike Christensen and Carter Christensen, our Magic Valley guys, are going to be on the call for that. And so this will be an interesting test. Um, I think I lean Minico slightly because only because they return like 19 of 22 starters from last year or something ridiculous like that. So. And they're in, you know, we saw, we saw Minico last year and they're just kind of a really good solid team at all aspects and can just kind of control that game clock, I think. And that could, that could be a big difference and um, should, that should be an interesting matchup. It'll, it'd be interesting to see kind of what Thunder Ridge brings with the new head coach. Definitely. And then the third 5A team that's going to be in action is Madison. They're traveling all the way to Hawaii over in Meridian. And I red think red versus red. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Hawaii is still a, a building program. I expect Madison to uh, take care of business on the long trip over to play the storm in just their second year of existence. Um, for a football, what's going on this week in the four a ranks? Not much. In fact, Nada, except for another neutral site game, uh, a rematch of the opening game from last year. Preston is going to play Lakeland. Lakeland. And for the second year in a row, they're going to meet up at Montana Tech University in Butte, Montana to play. And Preston's got a new head coach as well. And um, it should be interesting to see. They they were, you know, you kind of forget they it, they were a field goal or away from beating Pocatello to win the the conference last year, and 
Um, they're I think Preston's ready to make some noise and th- they want to make a deep playoff run. I know I've heard that from their camp and uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see. And Lakeland again is a, a, a team that I think is kind of in that rebuilding too, maybe where they've got some newer players. Yeah, Lakeland does return. They're starting running back from a year ago, and they're starting slot back, and they're both really fast, speedy guys. They both run on the four-by-one relay in track season. But the big question for them, and it was the same question last year, who's blocking up front and who can help pave the way for them? You know, last year when Preston and Lakeland met up in that season opener, Preston won seven to six. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It was, yeah, you remember that? Preston yep, scored. Yep, I remember now. Wasn't yeah. it like a late? something they scored at the very end i think to win right yeah lakeland led that bad boy for for a long stretch and preston came up but that they just they find a way to win i've found over the last couple of years preston they're always in these close games they always seem to find a way to come out on top you know people forget preston made the playoffs last year and they were the nine seed overall using the max preps rankings now they had to go play shelly in the first round and they lost and that kind of ended their season but you know preston is a team that brings back a couple of key pieces you mentioned breaking in a new head coach craig cunningham um former head coach eric thorson who i thought did a tremendous job turning around what was a program that was down in the dumps to be honest um he turned them around he went back to utah where he's originally from and it's like you know a double you know punch to the stomach because his son emery thorson was kind of an all-purpose player for Preston. He played quarterback, running back, receiver, returned kicks, played defense. He was going into his senior year, and he now is gone to Utah as well. So that's a, that's a double loss for Preston. Yeah, you know, but they Preston still got they got a bunch of just good athletes, as we know from basketball and different stuff. And they they all play they usually always play football. So in Preston, they always have some six three guy who can run really fast and jump. <laughs> and, and they can go play football too and uh um yeah like you said they were they made a they made a good playoff or they made it to the playoffs last year um they beat blackfoot in a very close game and like we said blackfoot could have beaten a lot of teams last year and they beat blackfoot and um yeah i think you know again 4a is just the most interesting division i think in all the divisions of football i mean we lost a lot of 4a games games me and you and you just you never know i mean you just don't you don't know and it comes down to just i think a lot of times experience and guys that have been been in these positions and you know i think preston brings back a a good amount of guys that will have some good experience and that'll be helpful for them definitely so they're the only 4a team that's in action uh but you i I can tell you're dying to talk about blackfoot you brought him up a couple of times so tell me what it is about blackfoot that really stands out to you to me is because you're talking, we started talking about Rigby and I remember being up at Rigby versus Blackfoot and Blackfoot was the only team I thought legit had a chance to beat Rigby in a game. I saw obviously in Meridian, it was a shootout to the end, but I thought the games we watched in person, Blackfoot was the closest team to beating and they had all kinds of opportunities and just couldn't capitalize uh, of beating Rigby, which would have just, I can't imagine how that might have turned their season around or not. So, but I think Brackfoot brings back Javon King, um, the quarterback. You already talked about the running back. Um, you know, I think Ackley's a great coach. Uh, they, I think it seems to me they bring back the most senior skilled position people in, in, in kind of in the area besides maybe a, you know, a skyline or something like that who, seems to always have seniors that have played eight years or something. It seems like, right. They've always got another guy, another guy. And 
and somehow they graduate and go somewhere. But, you know, credit to Skyline's program to always having another player, another person step up in those uh, those areas. Yeah, they Skyline Blackfoot are kind of on a collision course. You mentioned it. Blackfoot brings back uh, Grimmett, a quarterback, Austin Ramirez, who rushed for over a thousand yards at running back and two big, tall, 6'3", 6'4", wide receivers in Javante King and Deegan Hale, who's also a great two-way player. Um, So, yeah, Blackfoot's got the skill, guys. Now, they lost a little bit defensively. They kind of lost the heart and soul of their defense in in Bowen Robinson at linebacker. So we'll see, you know, who steps up as a leader on that side of the ball. I'll admit, in my preseason poll that I voted on, I didn't have Blackfoot in the top five. I didn't. And I just... It's not because I don't think they're good. They would have been sixth, but I had Skyline one, Sandpoint two, Minico three, Pocatello four, and I put Bishop Kelly five. And maybe, maybe I should have put Blackfoot there instead of BK. But and a um, team we saw that was pretty good versus Highland um, in the playoffs, Skyview. Um, they dropped down to four A, and yeah. I think there's probably a question mark of how well they could do because they had chances to beat Highland in that game too. So. That was a pretty good uh, – I was pretty impressed with Skyview um, in that 5A matchup. So for that team to drop down to the 4A level, uh, they might be able to make a run too. We've seen that We've seen that before when teams drop down. They kind of, um, you know, can kind of get their way in there a little bit and, you know, how to go against all that pressure and stuff. Definitely. So you wanted to talk Blackfoot. I want to talk Skyline. Uh, I learned my lesson last year. <laughs> last year on this prep cast, I came on every week of the playoffs and picked Skyline to lose, except their first game against Lakeland. I so, wasn't their Skyline fans. I just wanted yeah, to know that. Yeah. Sean, Sean is absolved of any wrongdoing here, you know, because I ended up, I ended up calling all of Skyline's games except for the championship. Um, so I got, I got to see them play and they just, they would always start slow and, you know, have they get down by a couple of scores and then they'd have to, you know, rally back and rally back. And I kept thinking like, you know, there's going to be a time where they're not going to be able to do that. You know, they almost lost to Lakeland. Lakeland led that game in the fourth quarter in the opener uh, opening round last year in the playoffs. They won that. Then they get to the next week and um, a, a kind of the same deal. They were playing, Oh man, I'm trying to remember who they were playing now. That's, I'm drawing a blank there. But then they they played Pocatello in the semi in the semis, and I thought, man, Pocatello will run them out of Holt Arena if if Skyline, you know, gifts them some early opportunities. And, and to be fair, they did. Pocatello went up by double digit, you know, points, but Skyline was able to rally back and find a way. And so I've learned my lesson. You know, everybody, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not really welcome around Skyline anymore. Oh, no. they're, they're not. <laughs> They don't like me too much and that's okay. Um, but I, I, I'm going to beat the drum for skyline all year this year because until they, they prove it. I mean, they're the top dog until somebody knocks them off. They are the two time defending four a champs. They bring back Lachlan hacky at quarterback, obviously Kenyon Sadiq, the best prospect in the entire state of Idaho, just committed to the Oregon ducks a couple of days ago. They bring back Caden Taggart. Who's a great slot back a bronze Severio at running back. I mean, they they're loaded. They're ready to go again. And their defense is always good. Skyland's defense is always good. I I just remember reading a quote from one of them in the uh in the in the paper and how he knew the play was coming and made the interception. And they've always got really good um you know schemes and defense. And I, I think those coaches obviously <laughs> prepare their players at a very high level. So um 
you know, I would I would never count them out of a game just by their their coaching staff and the way they always can get the best out of these players. Yep. Uh, rest of District Six, you know, Hillcrest is still trying to build build up the pieces. Brandon Mossholder in his second year as coach there. Bonneville, kind of the same thing. I think Kev Kampf has done a tremendous job turning around a Bonneville program that was pretty pretty low. Um, got them to the playoffs last year. They had to play Pocatello in the first round and um, went with an interesting strategy. You know, they basically ran ball control and really ran the clock down. That was a quick game. Um, they they did end up losing, but there's just an energy and a, and a renewed, you know, excitement around that Bonneville program. But I, th- I think the team outside of Skyline and Blackfoot that has the best chance of breaking through is Shelly. Yeah, we, you know, we got to see Shelly there. They were, they were really good. And, you know, the games we, we uh, broadcast, they were amazing. And then they would play some teams and not do very well. And it was kind of hard to get a read on, you know, kind of what that team was bringing every week. And, uh, um, but man, when we, when we were able to watch them, I was, I was very impressed with them on the defense side of the ball and then just their ability to get out and really just kind of run, running into the ground, running into the spud cellar, you know? <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, it was a real Jekyll and Hyde. They they love to run the ball. I call I call them the run the run and russets because that's what they do. They pound you with the ball. Riker Klinger over a thousand yards rushing last year. Um, they play really good defense. They were the eight seed going into the playoffs last year. Uh, won their first game against Preston, as we said, and then you know they went up to Sandpoint, the number one seed, and they led. It was either second quarter or third quarter, but they they had a lead on the number one team from Sandpoint, a team that got all the way to the championship. So I I think the potential is there. Josh Wells has done a phenomenal job uh, assisting Shelley as they've made that transition from 3A to 4A. They, they took their lumps early. They were one of the oh, yeah. worst teams in 4A football because they were one of the smallest. But now with good coaching and good classes coming through, you know, Shelley's going to be right there also. Yeah, they're really good. It'll be interesting to see too. Idaho Falls drops down to four A too. Oh yes, I, I yeah, so totally they, spaced that. They had some they they had some interesting games last year for sure too. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. They had chances to beat teams and, um, yeah, I mean then they almost beat Skyline. They were beating Skyline, I think, for a good portion of the game. They did. They won that game. They did oh, win they, the emotional. They, they did. Yeah, they, yeah. So they were a team kind of. They got some big wins and they were they were on track to go to the playoffs. And then Madison kind of at the end of the year won a few games, beat Rigby, and they got that spot. But I think at the start of at the start of the season and midway through, we were for sure we're thinking Idaho Falls was a playoff team. Yeah, they started five and oh, lost to Rigby, and that was that controversial ending of the game with Rigby where you know players were shoving each other oh, yeah. and there was accusations of bad sportsmanship on both sides and we don't need to rehash that but no. from there I thought you got Idaho Falls's best effort of the season the very next week it was the emotion bowl against Skyline and they won that wild back and forth game I think it was 38-34 the final and from there I think they just were were spent they they'd put so much into the the Rigby stuff and the Skyline and they just they didn't win again you know, they lost to Highland, lost to Madison, and the season was over. So it'll be interesting to see. They lost a lot to graduation. They they lost a lot. So we'll see how Idaho Falls does as they transition down. And in District 5, I think it's Pocatello's league still. I mean, Pokey looks good. They've got Reich and Echo Hawk, you know, back at running back. 
Uh, Julian Bowie out at wide wide receiver. Uh, they've got some good offensive and defensive linemen, and maybe the best cornerback. We you know hate Caden Hale or yeah, Crew Hales. Excuse me, Crew Hales. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a fun guy to watch for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I just think Preston had to replace a lot. Century, uh, you know, is still young. Century um, had a so two. So last year, Century lost like 20 of 22 starters or something yeah. ridiculous, plus the coach. Um, they had a coach, Logan Horrocks, for one year. He's gone. Ryan Fleischman's in there. We talked about this a lot last week. And I think, um, you know, Century's going to be a tough opponent. You know, I'm not going to want to play century because you're going to get a great effort and i i just don't know that they have the depth still to to compete at the upper echelon yeah it's definitely a a program that's kind of going to have to rebuild when you have so many coaching changes you just kind of lose a lot of that depth and trying to get kids to come out and play and um you know i think ryan fleshman's done a really good job at that and he's getting getting the kids out there and it's going to take him a couple years it was actually pretty cool today um at century high school isu did their final uh idaho state university did their final fall scrimmage out there um because they wanted to get a practice on real grass because unlv um they play on real grass so that was kind of cool they had everyone out there today and um there did their they were going to pick their quarterback at the end of that practice i don't know if that happened yet or not but yeah, so Idaho State was out there on the real grass. And I'll tell you just real quick, that, you know, we don't talk college football a ton on this, but you know, Idaho State's done a pretty good job, I think, of, of picking picking up some good players from the state of Idaho. That had kind of been neglected uh with the previous coaching regime and with new new head coach uh Charlie Ragel coming in. Um, you've got kids from all over the state of Idaho and from all three of the Pocatello schools. You know, you look at uh Deontay Lang from Century, who's a defensive lineman. Um, you've got, uh, yeah, Hershey from Highland, who's going to be the kicker as a true freshman. Um, their quarterback last year for Highland, um, Jack Whitmer, he's on the team. He's listed as a running back. Um, they've got a West side kid, Brother shirtlift. So, I mean, it's good to see Idaho state, you know, recommitting to, you know, you can't build an entire program of Idaho kids and and win, right. That would be ridiculous to think, but there's good players in Idaho that can help supplement your, your program for sure. And it it creates, it creates a buzz and gets, it gets people interested. And, um, you know, we see that going across state broadcasting games, just kind of getting that buzz and community involved makes the experience really fun, no matter really the outcome obviously everyone wants to win but you know i think they're creating a better vibe and setting some better standards in 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 the communities of not just you know pocatello but idaho in general i i know that the head coach went all over and met with tons of high school coaches so um right off the back so that that's just a really good thing i think for just idaho state in general Definitely. And we'll we'll wrap up with a look at 3A football. Uh, we'll, we'll leave 2A and 1A for next time because there really aren't any games. Soda Springs is the only 2A team that's playing this week. Um, so we'll leave the 2A, 1A conversation for next week when those teams all start to uh, get into competition. But at the 3A level, you've got Sugar Salem, who got all the way to the championship game last year, uh, played Weezer. They were going for their third title in a row. And it was the most epic game I've oh, probably yeah. ever been on the call for where, you know, gets to double overtime. Um, Weezer scores first, uh, Sugar answers, and they decide to go for two and the win. And they throw a little pass in the flat to, to Carson Harris, who is back as a junior running back, by the way. And he meets Brett Spencer head on. 
for Weezer. Spencer makes the goal line tackle. Two-point conversion denied. Weezer wins the title by a point. And Brett Spencer, by the way, he's another one of those Idaho kids. It's now at Idaho State University. Well, that's that's just great. Yeah, that was that was a great that was a great game. Um, and it should be you know it should be Sugar and Weezer and probably like something like Homedale. Probably those three will be at the very top again. And um, <laughs> that's a I like these really kind of tough matchups at the start of the season. I like that as a coach. I think that's I think that's great. Um, you know, uh, you know, someone said you know it you know you know having a tough game at the season doesn't matter a whole much a whole bunch unless it's a district opponent right you definitely want to win those district ones so you can get in the playoffs but to go out and just give your team you know kind of that chip on the face uh, that will just punch in the face to get them going i think that's a great opportunity yeah and so sugar um they're running into the problem now where nobody wants to play them they're having they're because they're so they've been so dominant they're having a hard time filling the schedule so during baseball season um, Sugar Salem made it to state for, for the first time in a couple of years in baseball. And I was talking to their baseball coach, Brady Gardner, about it. He's also the offensive coordinator for the football team. And he told me this was in May. This was like late May. And he said, we're still not over that loss to Weezer. We are still not over that loss. And he said, I will tell you this. I would not want to be the first team we play out of the gates in 2022. And that opponent is two a soda Springs. I just, this, <laughs> I think it's going to be ugly. Soda Springs is a team that struggled last year. Um, injuries really hurt that program. Plus it's a three a versus a two a. Um, yeah. Sugar's going to flex their muscles a little bit, you know, too bad. Soda Springs couldn't get a check for $600,000. Like Idaho, <laughs> Idaho state's going to get from a little, little sponsorship there or something, but yeah, you know, but again, you know, again, if so, if you're Soda Springs and you're trying to get that program going, maybe you know you're not, you're probably not going to win that game, but you're kind of setting the tone of what you want to do as a program. And I, like I said, I I just I really like that. And 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 to speak of um, Sugar Salem is as a coach, I know I can remember the losses a hundred times better than I can remember the wins. So I understand how they're ready to get out of the gates and get going on it for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and you know, for Soda Springs, there there is an opportunity. Two A two A football is kind of wide open this year, and we'll talk more about that next week when all of their other contemporaries take the field. Um, okay, the last game that's taking place in East Idaho this week, uh, it's Friday night, six o'clock, and it is Sugar Salem's one of their biggest rivals, South Fremont. They are hosting Wood River, and so this is kind oh, of yeah. the new. This is the new experiment. Wood River is a 4A school. They have 4A enrollment numbers. They compete in 4A athletics in every sport except football. They petitioned to play down at the 3A level. They were granted that exception. And now they're going to travel to South Fremont Friday night. If I'm the Cougars, here's how I look at it. These guys are going to try and come into our classification and push us around. That's not happening. We're going to send them back to 4A with their, you know, tail tucked between their legs. And that's how I'm approaching it if I'm a South Fremont player. Yeah. I mean, Wood River as football is, as I, you know, I think historically kind of struggled. They've, they've kind of almost won some games, though. I can remember some just kind of weird games when, um, uh, we used to be part of that grace when Century Preston and Pocatello used to be part of that great basin conference when we had you know nine teams, ten teams. Sometimes Wood River would Wood River would be that Detroit Lions team, you know. They haven't won a game all season, and you don't want to be the team 
that doesn't beat them. You know what I mean? And so that could be Wood River um, this year. I mean, there's a lot of tough. That's just a hard. You move down to 4A, but you're not. I mean, that 3A division football is not weak. <laughs> there's not I, a lot of there's not a lot of teams that you sometimes don't think could really go up against some 4A teams. Yeah, and I guess here I'll I'll here comes my first hot take of the season, and I'll, I'll let skyline I'll, fans. <laughs> no, no, it's got nothing to do with skyline. <laughs> um, and I'll I'll gladly come back and wear it. Um, but you have to give me at least a year and probably two before <laughs> I come back and say, because here's what I think is going to happen with Wood River. They're a program that has been down in the dumps, right? They've really struggled at the 4A level. They lost during the COVID year They oh, yeah. be, because Blaine County was so restrictive with you know COVID levels and not allowing them to play anybody outside of the county. Finally, Wood River and Cary, the only two high school teams in Blaine County got together and said, Hey, do you want to just play a game so we can, you know, have something to do now? This is where it gets tricky, right? Wood river plays 11 man football. Carrie plays eight man football. And you're talking about at the time, Carrie was a one AD two, the smallest classification in the state of Idaho. So they said, okay, uh, when Wood River, when when Wood River has the ball, we'll play eleven on eleven, and when Carey has the ball, we'll play eight on eight, and kind of a hodgepodge game. But I'm Carey won by you know 35, 40 points. I mean, Wood River got their doors blown off by a one A D two school, and so I think that this move for Wood River is going to backfire. They're they're moving down to three A because they think if they can play against smaller schools, get some wins, get some excitement, get more kids out for the team. Okay, then we can come back to 4A and be competitive. But what happens if you go down to 3A and you still lose and you keep losing and now you're losing to 3A schools? You're not going to be able to go down to 2A. You've already shown you can't beat a 1A D2 school. I think it's going to backfire and they're going to struggle at the 3A level, and that's going to cause less kids to turn out. They're going to go, boy, we can't even beat 3A schools. I I, I could be wrong, but I check back in two years when the next classification cycle's yeah. up, but I, I think this move backfires for them. Yeah, I it's a it just it's kind of the first we've ever seen, right? I can't think yeah. of another thing like this. Um sometimes in the 1A, 2A, you kind of get some different things but i've never seen this particular scenario so yeah i mean it's kind of hard like hey we're a 4a school you know their boys tennis team won state in 4a this year um they have great you know numbers come out for that but it, yeah i guess it's a hard sell too um they're really good soccer school usually um their boys play good you know play soccer so you know you know i, I would imagine i don't know wood river's numbers off my top but i i just don't feel like they're a really high 4a school i wouldn't imagine they're at the top of 4a numbers either so there's only so many guys you can get in the fall to come play your sport so it'd be hard to be like hey come play 3a football or come play 4a soccer i you know and golf too moving uh, i think affects some of those football smaller smaller programs too so uh, yeah i don't know it'll be interesting to see it's something new so yeah i'm willing to uh, I'm willing to just see what happens. I, I just don't like kind of what it set. I just don't like the idea of schools being able to do that personally. Um, I, I just think if that's your level that or that's your numbers, that's your numbers um, and find a way to compete and get better. And I don't know what you do, but I, I don't like moving because your numbers, your numbers. 
But stay in your classification and do what Caldwell's doing. Play an independent schedule and and fill your schedule that way where you're not in the conference technically to, to get a chance to build it up. But yeah, dropping down to 3A, I, I agree. I don't so like is Wood it. River in a conference then? They are. They're, they're in the same conference as Buell and Filer and Gooding and Kimberly. Oh. And they'll play all those teams. And those they will are have, good. Those are good teams. <laughs> I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't... That's, that's tough. What, that's what You're I'm not, saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this experiment goes. But um, you're right. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, trashing Wood, Wood River oh, no. in t- terms of overall athletics. They're very strong. You mentioned tennis. They're awesome. Soccer. They're always really good. Their girls athletics are phenomenal. Their volleyball, volleyball. team. Their volleyball team was awesome last year. And so was their girls basketball team. And so it's just it's one of those things where football just isn't there. And that happens at some schools. I mean, it's happening at Caldwell. So that's a, you know, it's, you need, I mean, how many guys do you need to play? Right. First of all, you need a large number. Um, and pro football programs take years to build, you know, you've got to have that mentality from, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade till whenever they're going to get to high school and build those programs. And, and we know that's the case for programs like Westside, who builds those kids up probably from the day they're born was what I feel, but you know, you've got, you can't just all of a sudden go, we're going to have a football program. There's too many, there's too many people. There's too many pieces. And um, it just takes, it takes time and, you know, perseverance, I think for football. Definitely. So we'll, uh, like I said, we'll check back in, in maybe at the end of the season or in two years and Hey, I would love to be wrong. I would love to see whatever go out and compete and get that program built back up. But I just, that's my opinion. I don't know that it's going to happen. And again, if I'm wrong, I'll come back and wear it. I'm going to be the most hated man in the state of Idaho. So. Well, we got it. We got, you know, you got to take it. You don't go to NASCAR to see the race. You go to see the crash, right? So <laughs> we'll see, we might see Brandon crash or maybe finishes the race, you know, we'll, we'll tune in. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get, let's get out of here on that note. There's going to be a great weekend of, of competition. And again, a couple of broadcasts for you Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Thunder Ridge at Minico, 7 o'clock Friday night, and also uh, that game up in Missoula between Rigby and Coeur d'Alene. That will also be Friday night at uh, 7 o'clock. And that is mountain time. Missoula is in the mountain time zone. So 7 o'clock mountain time, that kickoff there. So, All right, Sean, uh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for the first weekend of competition. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, it's it's, it's going to be exciting. We've got endless opportunities to watch things and be a part of and um, you know, and coming back from all the COVID stuff, I think everyone's just real excited to get back into sports and play and be with their families and community and just have that, that essence of, uh, togetherness. And I, I'm real excited to experience that this fall. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, good luck. I know you're getting back into a new school year. Sean's a teacher at Century High School. Um, mm-hmm. good luck to the start of the year. Good luck to all of our teachers and coaches, um, that are doing this, uh, you don't, you don't get paid enough. You don't, you get nothing but flack all the time. And, uh, if you're one of those parents, knock it off. <laughs> all right. <laughs> leave, leave our teachers and coaches alone. They're, they're doing, they're doing a great job. So, uh, I agree. Uh, yes. As, as, a, as a teacher, you have to say that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, everyone goes out and works, you know, every, every teacher, every coach, they, they work really hard. Um, 
even if you don't like them, they still work really hard. So, you know, just keep that in mind. And like I always, you know, tell everyone kind of when school starts, just go out and do one nice thing every day. Like, you know, someone needs help with something off the shelf, just help them get it down. And that, that can make a big difference. Just, you know, one nice thing a day. One nice thing a day. That's not, you know, that's a good podcast title. I'm right. Yeah. I, uh, not as good as the face melting one, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, not not every, not every title is a 10. Sometimes there's sixes and sevens, but yeah, that, that was a good it. seven. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We will be back next week to break down what happened in the opening week of soccer and football. We'll talk a little volleyball as that gets going next week as well. And, of course, the Rocky Mountain Rumble coming up next weekend as well. So until then, thanks for tuning into the East Idaho PrepCast. For Sean Kane. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.